And now enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hi everybody, I'm S. Sadie Burbank. And I am Lacey Montoya. Welcome to Don't, Don't Get Us Started. So, here we are. Is What is this airing uh, the week before Christmas, right? This this show is going to be airing the week before Christmas. This one's tomorrow. Huh? Oh, this one's tomorrow. Oh, two weeks before Christmas. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, we have time. Yeah. So, that's cool. Um, how are you? I'm doing good. Good, good. Me too. We just Me had too. our shaky, shaky, shaky. Yes. It made me tired today, though. Did it? Yeah. Well, by that, she means we just went to the gym. <clears throat> we use uh, machines called whole body, whole body vibration machines, and they shake you. So we call it the shaky, shaky. It's sort of like shake and bake, only in California, in California, you don't say shake and bake because <laughs> That makes somebody think of uh, earthquakes and whatnot. So anyhow, um, yeah, we did that. This is the first day this week that we've done it. We had issues with uh, previous days this week, so yes. we just got around to doing it today. And I was I was ready. My body seems to know when I haven't done it. You know, I get um, I think. Well, it's equivalently, what did she say? It's equivalent to one-hour workout. Yeah, and and if you do get used to it, as we have done, and then you skip a day or two, it, it your you body lets you know it. Yeah, yeah it, it's odd. but it, And you wouldn't think a lousy, what, 10 minutes or so? We do 10 minutes, and we do 3 minutes, so 13 Yeah, minutes. basically, 13, the 10 minutes is standing, and then the 3 minutes is, well, in my case, sitting on a chair with my hands down on the machine. Mm-hmm. In your case, you're actually down on the floor with your forearms. forearms on the machine so it does an upper body shake mm-hmm. as well and in that 13 minutes you you would not think that it would really do anything but it actually does we come away from there feeling uh, rejuvenated yes. and Lost revived and the scale Monday at the doctor's appointment says no no weight loss <laughs> yeah I know me too I haven't lost any pounds uh, in fact I've actually gained a few pounds but I chalked that up to turkey and gravy uh-huh. but um, but lost inches so plus again i still have uh more energy more strength even in the winter time we both have we both suffer with fibromyalgia and any of you out there who do you know that the winter time can really play havoc on you yeah can can really make you regret having it in the first place i mean not that you're thrilled you have it but it seems for me, anyhow, it's worse in the winter than in the summer. Summertime, I only had one flare-up this summer, uh, as opposed to almost constant flare-ups in the winter. <laughs> and I think it largely has to do with just being cold and, you know, shivering and stiffening your muscles up, and, and fibro doesn't like that. I had just that. seen my mom, and my mom can tell that I'm tightening up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she could tell yeah. there was a difference. Well, you know, funny, when we went to a wedding a couple of weeks ago and I wore uh, the same outfit to the wedding that I had worn when we went to Vegas to see a celebrity show. Okay. And we had our pictures taken at that show, professional okay. with the celebrity. And um, I told her, I said, come and look. I said, I think I look smaller, mm-hmm. like from mid-chest up. I looked smaller in the mirror than I did looking at myself in that picture in the same outfit. <clears throat> and so I said, do you think so? Well, naturally, he said yes, because he he's knows. He's <laughs> He's been very well trained. But I told him, I said, no, really. I said, do you, do you think? He said, no, yeah. I th- he said, definitely, especially in the neck and the shoulders uh-huh. and stuff. It looks um, tighter, smaller, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say. So, but mainly I just feel better. And I think for me that that, pardon me, that has always been my main goal with this program in the first place was to just feel a little stronger, have a little more pep 
um, be and able to and you do yeah and be able to walk better um, and except for a sore foot that I acquired when I stepped off a piece of concrete incorrectly last summer uh, most of the oh, time my, my feet work well too so I'm I'm laying that up to the um, uh, the benefits of the machine yeah. itself and so we're yeah, very very happy we do it into loosely that I haven't fit into a while. So it's working. Yeah, it is. And, and I have. It's not showing the numbers on the scale. Yeah, which sucks, but you know, what are you going to do? It's like we keep telling ourselves that fat weighs less than muscle. Uh -huh. And so because we're doing this, we must be getting more muscle. And so because we're getting more muscle, that's why we don't see a different See a scale. number, a smaller number. And it's so far that we've been managing to convince ourselves. I have to go to the doctor. Uh, yeah, next month. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Can I take a note to my doctor that says that she she gained weight, but it's muscle, not fat? Can we do that? And she just laughed at us, like, "Yeah, right." She said most doctors understand. Yeah. Well, we'll live in hope. Uh -huh. I got nothing I can do about. It. I got an appointment next month. Uh, I was supposed to go this month, uh -huh. but I changed it. Uh, well, and I needed to change it for a couple of reasons. Number one, I wasn't really mentally ready to go to the doctor, and you know how that is. You gotta be yeah. mentally ready. Uh, but then, you know, things came up, and you know, it's the holiday season. The holidays. Who wants to go to the fucking doctor during the holidays? Anyway, so, um, yeah, I but got then the, I, the finger from my doctor, cause I have hmm. a pap smear. Oh, my really? not literally a finger, yeah. but a uh -huh. naughty finger. Didn't get the not uh, me that I need to get one done. I yeah, said, okay. you probably probably oughta. See, I don't have to do that anymore because I don't have anything to smear for. Right. But anyway, I digress. Um, I uh, managed to get an appointment for both of us okay. on the same day because Ernie's she Ernie's re er, yeah, and Ernie's reevaluating mm. his uh, diabetic medication and some other stuff and so i i sort of claimed that that was the basic reason behind it was that i wanted to get us both in and get us both seen and all that la di da di da anyhow it worked i so I, we go next <laughs> month for our appointments uh, and then i don't have to do that again for another six months i gotta go six months every six months because of my uh pain meds and blah 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 so i hate going to the doctor with a passion because they always they always do things they don't need to do and they ask questions i don't want them to ask but this time when they say are you exercising regularly i, I can go you yet. bet your sweet ass i am honey three times a week and if you don't like it and if that's off. not enough then kiss my ass yeah my old 73-year-old ass. exercising regularly? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, they will volunteer sometimes that they, too, do not do what they mm -hmm. should do. She's not asking the questions because she's trying to play a superiority thing. She's just asking the questions because the doctor's going to ask the question. Uh -huh. and That's he, one thing I hate is the nurse who does your blood pressure and checks your temperature and all that. Yeah. She asks you. Yeah. When the doctor comes in, it's like, I've already said this. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, you know, I've had some fun in the past with doctors, uh, where, you know, they give you those forms when you go to a new doc, you know, mm -hmm. they give you those forms to fill out. And just for the hell of it, I put down anything I can think of, because I am convinced they never look at those things. Right. And I've never been questioned about anything. And I have put some pretty strange answers down there, you know, like, uh, your last pregnancy, and I'll put like last week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How many children do you have? Not, sex, not no, sure. Yes, not sure. I think it's somewhere between twenty-five and thirty. You know, <laughs> little things like that. And, I, and nobody ever asks me. They don't look at no, they don't. They don't look at it. I think it's just something to, for you to do while you sit there and wait, uh -huh. and supposedly not notice that you're waiting an extra length uh -huh. of time for your doctor, which I don't do, by the way. I don't. I don't wait for doctors. If I have, if I have a doctor that I have to wait more than twenty minutes for. And there's not a really damn good reason like he's sick in the hospital himself. Uh, I don't go back to that doc. I never wait for doctors. I, Usually my I just time don't. in the waiting room is about 15 minutes. Yeah. And then once I go back, 
into their little exam rooms. That seems like where yeah. I'm well, that's this. that's what they like to do. They like to get you back there and naked, and then the, and then turn on the air conditioner, and then mm-hmm. say the doctor will be here in a, in a minute, and you know an hour mm-hmm. later, you know. Right. But see, I got around that because a I don't get naked in the doctor's <laughs> office, and uh, and two I leave the door open. I leave the door. I tell them I'm claustrophobic. I'm don't claustrophobic. close the door. Don't close the door, please. I'm claustrophobic. Oh, okay. You know, and then that way, every time somebody walks by, it's na- it's human nature. They they see an open door, they look in. Uh-huh. So when the doc walks by, he looks in. I go, hi. Uh-huh. You know, how you doing? Hello. How you doing there? Yeah, hi. I'm still here. Uh-huh. Yes, I am still waiting. And as you're tapping your TikTok, watch. TikTok, <laughs> TikTok. Yeah, and it works pretty good for me. So a little handy hints on uh-huh. how to get around your doc if you have to. No, but I leave the door open. And don't, if you're my age, 73, do not refer to your doctor as Sonny <laughs> or boy or kid or uh, anything like that on account of he's probably old enough that he's gone through med school and got his degree and so you got to give them some credit, you know. And at my age, everybody's young. So, you know, I mean, everybody's younger than I am. So I just have to be, um, I, I assure myself that uh, the medicine that he studied in school uh, is uh, more so up to date. <laughs> well, it's more up to date than the older doc's mm-hmm. medicines. So all he lacks is those years of experience, and I've got them. So between his education and my experience, we're good. good to go. We're good to go. Yeah. And he's a good doc. So, you know, for the most part, Ernie likes him, I like him, and that's half the battle right there because basically that's all any doctor is, is a, a degree and and a good bedside manner. And, and the prescription pad. <laughs> and, and the willingness to to change because when I first started seeing him, he did not believe, and I use that word purposefully, he did not believe in fibromyalgia. Yeah, you were telling me about that. And so we didn't discuss it. I didn't go there with him. I'm like, whatever, you know. I mean, the rheumatologist you referred me to diagnosed me with it. But you take, you know, you do your own thing. If you don't, he, he's the one who prescribed the pain med relief for me. So you don't even have to believe in it. You just follow up with his prescription for me. And so not long ago, it was either last year or the year before, I said something, what he said, you know, how you doing? And I said, uh, Oh, my fibro is giving me trouble, but I said, oh, I forgot, you don't believe in that. And he goes, no, no, I do, actually. He said, I've, I've changed my opinion about fibro. It's a very good, yeah, I was really thrilled. Uh, be, not only had he understands now, and he took the but that he learn. did change. That Yeah, he did, he did. And, uh, and so now he has a lot more sympathy. Uh, for my condition, even though he himself hasn't experienced it, he's learned enough about it now that he understands, uh, what's involved. So, uh, if you do have a doctor who, uh, doesn't, uh, believe in fibromyalgia, you may want to consider finding one who does, uh, because it's a lot more pleasant, uh, experience. Uh, to deal with a physician who understands that you're not just complaining. You're not trying to just get pills. Or attention. But, um, or get out of doing something that you would do if you could only move without agony. Um, you know, if, if that's, um, if that's what you're up against, think about getting another doctor. On Monday, he goes, well, when you did your blood work, I said, no, we don't. And you go, you look, and you go, no, you're right. We don't have to do it just yet. Yeah, well, they're always looking. They have a laundry list of money, uh, mm-hmm. especially with, like, we're Medicare patients, mm-hmm. my husband and I, and so they whip out the laundry list for Medicare patients, and they start rattling it off, and they go, ding, 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 ding. And, ding. Them, and I'm like, no, I don't have those issues. I don't need those things. I don't, I said, how you know. how often do I have to have my blood drawn? He goes, once a year. And I said, well, I don't have yeah. to get it done until the end of January then. He goes, okay. Yeah. Then I asked mm-hmm. him for... An add-on with one of my medications, and he helped me with that. Yeah. So. Well, that's that's good. Knowing I know who your doctor is, and knowing that, I'm I'm pleased that he did that because I haven't had personally an awful lot of respect for him as a physician. But. But he takes the time to listen to me. That um, that's valuable in itself. 
Um, he just barely sat down, looked at my records, and asked me how my back was doing with the cold, and I said, not very well. Well, we got in that conversation. He prescribed my medicine, but I'm fighting with the insurance company to give it to me. Yes, well, there's a, always, always some battle or other. The doc gives me my meds. Obviously, I need them, so therefore the insurance should cover it. Yeah, but they have to make sure that you're covered for your insurance, I think is where they're at right now. They're just, they're just verifying the, the coverage. And so that's a different thing. They're not, they're not questioning the med, they're questioning the, the coverage. And so that, that's understandable. You know, you can't expect them to lay out money for something and then turn around and find out you weren't covered for it. You know, that. And they're not in a hurry. Then none of them are in as much of a hurry as we are. So well, you know, the one dealing with the issue. No, and it's just me versus them, and they have a lot of people to tend to. I understand. Yeah, but come tomorrow, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> not going to be quite as uh, so generous. Generous with your uh, bear's going to come out and say, "What's my medicine? Please yeah, give it to me." My drugs, but. Uh, and it's odd because we're both on some of the same medications. Mm -hmm. And so it's, uh, one of those things where you go, Oh man, if I can just help you out, but you can't because you can't share them. And my pharmacy, they're having a horrible time right now. Yeah. They redid, I don't know what the heck they did, but they, they something that was not broken. Yeah. They, they improved or updated or something. Oh yeah. Well, it's been that way for like three or four months now that, that used to be, I could could go in and there'd be maybe 10 or 12 people in line okay, and you'd wait 15 minutes or so and you'd get your meds and go home. Everything was fine. Uh, or you could order online and you could have them sent, which right. normally I do, but sometimes I go and pick them up because of other extenuating circumstances. And so, and, but lately there's just been every way they do it. There've been delays and problems oh, and nobody answers the phone there no what we've seen well the phone the phone last time i was there i stood there and, and while the young lady was helping me mm -hmm. the phone right beside her was just ringing and 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 nobody was answering a phone anywhere it was just hers was just an extension and you know every place that that had somebody at it had an extension and was ringing everywhere but nobody was picking it up and i have a feeling it was probably because they just have to say yes we know we're really really busy but whatever they i don't know what i don't know what changes they made in their program i don't uh, i know the fda made changes in uh, enforcing a lot of their rules, especially as regards to narcotic medication. Uh, but that isn't the problem. The problem is not that enforcement. I think the, the problem is that they change their system. internal system around in some way or other. And whatever they did was either wrong or they haven't yet adjusted. And it's been since, uh, bad for the pharmacist and the, People are there because it's not their fault, but they're getting the what for. Oh, yeah. It's been since at least September that this has been going on. You go in there, and there are, what, 25 or 30 people ahead of you in line. There was a lot of people when I went with yeah. you last week. And they were almost out the door. Yeah. And on top of that, there's 10. I counted them the last time I was in there <laughs> after you and I went in. I counted. There are 10 windows. Mm-hmm to, you know, to serve people at, and five people working windows. Yeah. So one of the things I was wondering was if they've got the 10 windows and cash registers and the whole setup, yeah. you know, and they've got this problem, whatever the fuck it is why that's going on, why don't they get more people in there to deal with the lines and lines and lines of people? Right. Because the people stand there. And, and you know, in, in most cases we're talking old and or not well people. They can't stand for hours no. in line. And and so it's, it's really a, a hardship to go in and get your meds. And when you try to call about something, 
while you get this recording that comes on every now and then while you're waiting for somebody to answer the phone, and it goes through this whole little litany about, did you know that you can order meds online and save yourself a lot of trouble? And I go, yeah, <laughs> yeah I did order problem. meds online, and I have a question with it now because you're, your so dumb computer dumped me yeah. right in the middle of my order, so now I don't know if it's actually being filled or not. It says and it is, but, and I don't know when I can go pick it up, and I don't know, and if it isn't being filled, I need to reorder it, but I can't reorder it because the computer thinks it's being filled, you know, and like that. Right. And so I did tell the young lady that when I got there, I said, you know, it was really confusing. I didn't know what the hell to do because I didn't know whether to come at a time when I thought my drugs were going to be ready or not. So finally... Um, Is there a complaint where you... Maybe if they get enough complaints about those... No, they don't have a complaint department. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Yeah, you maybe you could call them, but they don't answer their phone. So what the fuck? But then um, the night before, I thought, well, if things were normal, I would be going tomorrow and getting my meds. Right from a timing standpoint. Mm -hmm. So the night before, I was working on my computer, so I dialed their number. Yeah. And I just Stuck put, it, I put it on speaker and then just set the phone on my table and I went ahead and played on my computer. And 15 minutes later, somebody actually answered. And you're getting ready to hang yeah, up. Yeah, and I was like, oh my God, a person. Is, I said, are you really there? You know, he, <laughs> he was really nice. I said, yeah, don't go anywhere. I'm going to take <laughs> you off speakerphone just a minute. You know, don't hang up. And so, and, and, you know, he, he said, yes, your, your husband's meds are ready for pickup. Your meds are in transit and should be there within the next 20 four to 48 hours and I said are you positive he said absolutely and I said what the heck is going on and, well I changed our system and you know they have that sta standard right. answer you know they got the memo on this uh, yeah and I said I said at least you answered the phone and I'm so grateful that you did because I said I have called and 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 nobody ever answers a good raise or something because those people are busting their oh they do now. and that like you said the ones that you see in person there they really take a lot of flack over all this and it's, it's and it's it isn't their fault but people uh people are losing their senses of humor about this it isn't it's no longer funny yeah that lady you was know. standing in line with us she was gonna go postal at the yeah <laughs> the yeah there's several people that have considered going postal in there but it's it, it serves no purpose and no. For the most part, they haven't done. So for now, I don't, and I don't know, I think I'll talk to my doc about it when, when I see him and say, you know, have you been getting a lot of flack from people? Is there somewhere we can complain? Right. You know, I would write if need be. I would help to change if the there system. was, yeah, if there was some, because, because whatever, whatever changes they made, they need to un, Make, unmake, and go back to the way it was. Because the way it was worked. Right. And it may not have worked economically for them. This may, this, this, this most likely has been an economic move. It almost always is. Money's almost always the bottom line issue when they do things like this. Uh, unfortunately, money rules everything. Yeah, sadly it does. Uh, you know, well, speaking of which, the, the med that we both use the Norco. I used to get when I when I got my regular supply was three hundred and sixty pills for ten dollars. Okay, because that's my Medicare kicking in and my copay and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it said on the bottle must last thirty days. Now it always did. In fact, usually I would go. It would be over sixty days before I would reorder. But that's how many pills I got for years. I mean, Jesus, I've been on that medication for like, I don't know how many years. Years and years and years and years and years. All of a sudden, FDA sticks their bloody nose into the whole thing. And now I only get 180 pills to last 30 days. And I still pay $10. I don't understand because if doc prescribed you that many pills, then that's what you should get. FDA's got a different opinion about all that. They think I don't need more than 180 pills in 30 days. Therefore, I don't need to get more than 180 pills for 30 days. So I just have to reorder more often than I normally would, which is a real PIA because I like having a cushion. I like, I didn't, I, you know, it was nice. It happens. It, yeah. And it was nice not to have to 
go, oh my God, if I don't order, you know, now I have to actually, technically, I have to order meds before the 30 days are up because they say to allow 10 days for delivery time because right. they do send them in the mail. So if I, if I order them 10 days before they're due, then technically that's within my 30 day period. So I don't know how they're supposed to handle that. Right. I haven't got a clue how they're going to handle that. We'll find out. I'm going to be, that's one of the questions on the list to ask the doc right. is like, what the fuck? But I did ask the pharmacist about that because I said, I heard that this was a, uh, a, a basically you guys idea. And she goes, no, 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 no. This is the FDA. She says, there's a thing in your doctor's office on the wall. Every doctor's got one in his office on the wall. And it says that, you know, they're going to step in and take over control and blah, 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 like that. And she said, look for it. You'll find it in there. She says, no, people don't notice it until something like this happens. And then they go looking for it. But so anyway, another way the government is trying to help us out. Yeah. I don't know. I need their help. But, you know, to me, the FDA is right up there with the IRS in terms of, people we don't necessarily need who do not apparently have to answer pretty much to anybody and do what they want and re- without regard to the effect it has on people. Let's see. Let's add, uh, while we're at it, Caltrans into that mix. Right. That's Caltrans. For those of you who are not California natives, Caltrans is the organization that does uh, highway and road repair in this state. And, uh, they, they love to do things like set out cones a week and a half before they're actually going to do the work and disrupt traffic flow and everything else. Like they really don't give a shit one way or the other, whether it's inconvenient for you or not. Nope. Their main game, their main thing is to, um, make themselves appear, uh, that they're working and earning their pay. And to all of you who are Caltrans employees who are going, well, that bitch doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. I'm just trying to let you know how it looks from the other side of the cone. Uh-huh. The other side of the cone, honey, because that's what that it is. Women work. We don't need a sign that says women's working. Yeah, but, but we have men working men have working. a men. That's because it's yeah, so... Good job. <laughs> it's because it's so fucking rare when they do. They need a sign to proclaim they're working. Oh, driving home from my mom's house one summer, I told David if I seen another pilot truck, another orange cone, mm. or another orange sign, I was going to go cuckoo. Yeah. Our whole trip, that's all it was. And then when we get up in the pilot car, yeah. take us to where they're working, they're mm-hmm. leaning against their shovels or smoking their cigarettes oh, yeah. or... Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I've been waiting for two hours for your lunch break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't much care what, what, uh, what they do to the roads. And I'm sure it's true in every other state besides California as well. Yeah. Cause this one you I'm know. talking about was in Nevada. And that, you know, it's uh, sad to say, but the state or the highway system in this country is really in, in, in bad shape. Well, it's old. You know, oh, I'm not the old, I'm not the only old thing that's falling apart. A lot of our national highways and freeways and things like that are, uh, and bridges especially, are in dire need of repair. And that takes money. Motorists now on the road than we do. did 50 years ago. We do. And it takes a lot more money, a lot more trucks mm-hmm. on the road too. And trucks, I love trucks. We need trucks. The transport transport of merchandise by trucks would be severely impacted without them. I get all that. Mm-hmm. But they really fuck up the roads uh-huh. beautifully. And, and, you know, so as a result, you know, there's counties or cities, counties, and states all over the country that are left with having to fix all this mm-hmm. stuff with no money to do it with, right. you know, and just uh, the whole ugly mishmash. And when they do fix something or add another bridge or another part of the freeway, it takes years to do it. Yeah, and, and that I'm not so sure why. Years and fortunes. You know, I'm just waiting for them to do the thing that they do down here on this road between your house and my house where every few years it floods out and then they have to rebuild they need the to road. Put a bridge there. Yeah, I know they need for to put a bridge there. 
I, and, you know, that's actually been brought up and put in the newspaper. They put an article in, you know, why don't you build a fucking bridge instead of redoing the road, you know. When we lived off of that yeah. road, every year we would lose business yeah. the business that we worked for because of the flood of the road. Yeah. It would wipe the whole right. road out. Right. Okay, and it costs, it costs $2 million to build, it costs $2 million to build a, uh, bridge. bridge and one million dollars to fix the road. So after and years, I mean, basically, that's what it was. So why could of gold bricks? Why could why could they not just do that to start with? Why couldn't they just not? I mean, they had to fix the road because it is a uh, a main commuter thoroughfare from both. Not only that, but from. Uh, a lot of the, the people who travel, like, what we call down the hill, 30, 30 miles away from us is a major metropolitan area, and uh, those individuals who commute to that area from here use this particular road we're talking about uh, to get from their house to the freeway to get to that job site down the hill. And, and it's just a little too... Uh, it's, it's, but it's, it goes over the riverbed, a dry riverbed. And well, we supposedly dry riverbed. Except when we get rain. When we get rain, but it's no longer dry. dry. And the and it's beyond the dam. See, they let the dam water out okay. from the lake, and then that floods the river, uh -huh. and then that Watches floods the road, the road too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Lacey and I have the whole thing figured out. All they need to do is build a fucking bridge. Uh -huh. But uh, they won't, and we don't. And we don't know why. To fix the road, why don't they just take next year's budget to fix? No, the they road never do that. Combine it. They never do that. Now I know from experience, corporate experience. Okay, Ernie and I used to work for a national corporation, and uh, we had local facilities that we did that we managed for them, and we had a budget. Okay. And there would, you know, we'd be way over budgeted on some things and way under budgeted on other things. Right. And we would say the same thing. Why like can't we take the money from here and put it over there? And they'd say, no, you can't do that. And I go, but the money's there, uh -huh. but it's earmarked for something over there. It isn't earmarked for something over here. And it, it just, it, you know, that I just, I just, crazy. it did. It made me go nuts. I, I just learned to not ask the question because I knew what the answer was going to be. You know, it is one of those things where if they say, it long enough pretty soon you have to believe it and kind of that was the case you know because they kept saying like no asking my trainer about stuff oh. and her answers before i get it out of my mouth is right no. and then on top of it all for next year's budget what they do is they look at last year's expenditures so if if the uh the project on the left let's say that was over budgeted didn't get expenses drawn on it then next year when they're budgeting that particular area they're going to budget less for it now logic would say that in addition to that they're going to over budget or budget higher for the one that you spent more money on that you really didn't have but they don't do that they tell you you shouldn't have spent that extra money you didn't have it it wasn't in the budget and they just, it's like, well, wait a minute. If it's okay, if it's okay to cut the budget on one thing because I didn't spend the money, why isn't it okay to raise the budget on something else? Because I, yeah. But, uh, the answer is we don't want to spend any more money than we have to. Because somebody else is going in their private jet to a faraway island. Could be. Could be. It's always bottom line with everybody about everything. Yes. I don't care if it's private business or government. It's always bottom line. It's always about the money. Always. I don't care what the issue is. I don't care if you're a doctor, a lawyer, Indian chief. It's all about the money. When I was a kid, I told my mom, I said, why don't they just make more money then? Yeah, I know. I used to say that. I used to say that too. Gee, mom, why can't they just make more money? Make more money, but no, of course they can't, and so they don't. Well, actually, they could, but the way they do it is by taking it from. See, they do what we want to do. They take money from one place and put it from another, but where they take it is from my pocket and put it in theirs, and so that's the whole name of that game so so much for my love for corporate 
uh, business, which is one reason I'm retired. The other is I'm just old and it's time for me to retire. When you get to the point that you really, really can't tolerate those things anymore. When you can't bite your tongue no more. Yeah, then, it, then it's time to retire before they so invite you, know you to, <laughs> before they, before they invite you to retire by saying things like, here's the white jacket. Aren't you getting a little old now for this? You know, wouldn't you, wouldn't you be more comfortable sitting down on your ass all day long? You know, and yeah, I would actually. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. But uh, Ernie's not there yet. He still likes to go to work. <laughs> well, I'm hoping he stops liking to go to work by next year because I'm pretty sure he is going to retire next year. And I really want him to want to retire. I don't want him to do it for me. I want him to do it because he wants to, too. And that way, because like you said, you're just a few years older than him. While you're still able to enjoy his time right. retirement with right. him. Right, right. And I've been trying to point that out to him. You know, seven years at your age is not a lot. But seven years at our age is a lot. Okay, and I'm seven years older than he is. So that means that in seven more years, I'm going to be 80. Right. And he's not. He's only going to be uh, 74. Okay, and he might not be yeah, to. yeah, he's going to be 74 in eight years. I'm going to be fucking 80. What the fuck is that shit? 
So yeah, the the chances the chances are, yeah right. Uh -huh. You're young at heart. The ch I know, but that my ass isn't, my legs aren't, my elbows aren't, a lot of my body isn't. Um, but you know, really, I it it isn't as easy as it's. I try to keep up. Like going to the gym is helping a lot, and I'm able to you know I can trek around the the mall and I can trek around when we go fishing and stuff like that. Still, how I'm going to do in another seven years or so? I don't know. I'm hoping I'll still be hauling. I need to lose some weight though. I know that, but we'll get you one of those uh, um, to-go scooters that have all. No, uh, no, we won't. <laughs> no, when the day comes. No, when the day comes that Grandma has to ride around with one of those puppies, then she's got some issues. We'll get you a wooga wooga horn. No, wooga wooga horn. I'm not happy either. I'm afraid I'm gonna have to. No, I just gotta keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. A body in motion stays in motion. Yeah, a something like that. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. But I've abused my body. I have been one of the boys mm. out lifting 100-pound bales of hay. Yeah, well, you can't do that. Not no more. No, you but can't. But if I can go back knowing what my body would feel like just 37 years old, yeah. I want to have been one of the boys. Yeah, I know. Well, it's I'm like when we burn... but I feel like I'm 80 inside. <laughs> when I was in my 30s, everybody was burning their bras. It uh -huh. was a whole thing, you know. We're not going to wear goddamn bras anymore. The hell with you guys. And, and doctors and mothers <laughs> used to tell us, don't do that, because if you don't use a bra, your tits are going to fall. And we go, uh -huh. I don't know. Well, not yeah. Well, they do. <laughs> I mean, if you do, if you don't think so, just take a look in the National Geographic. It's some third world bare-breasted country, and they're all hanging down to their you know what's and you know, and they they perky is just nowhere in anybody's vocabulary there. And so yeah, you kind of get the idea. When it gets wintertime, they use my scarves. <laughs> yeah, God knows it. So yeah, there there are things that we all look back on it and say, well, if I had known that, I mean. I mean, I used to be able to get down on the floor and back up again without hands and using my legs crossed. Uh -huh. I could sit down like on the Zoe. floor. I could even pick, yeah, I could even pick up one of my kids and carry him and do that too. Uh, had I known what I was doing to my knees at the time, I might not have done it so much, but I thought that was very, uh, very cool that I could do that. And so I used to do it a lot, but, um, now, no, not anymore because now they're replaced with, uh, titanium joints. Isn't that special? But, um, anyhow, yeah, if we could look back, if we, if we can look ahead even, which we can do and we can say, uh, when I'm 80, I'm going to look back and say, well, if I'd known at 73 what I know now, I wouldn't have done it, see? And so my theory is that one of the things I would be saying at age 80 is that I would have kept moving. And so that's why I want to keep going to the gym, want to keep doing the, the, the exercising things. That's why when, unless I'm really, really, really tired, I try not to take my afternoon nap, if I, especially if I have gotten a good night's sleep before, because I think you can, your body can get in the habit of taking a nap. Yes. And you're not really tired. Your body's just in the habit of taking a nap. So what I try to do is get up and do some housework or something mm -hmm. instead. Right now because it's kind of cold, so I don't go out to do the yard work because it's too There's cold. To well, uh, yeah, there is. I could rake and do stuff, but. It seems like when you feel tired, if you get up and move, your body shuts off that nap. You know, you no longer want well, yeah, to you get, you get, you get, it. you get, uh, your, your brain gets awakened a little bit and, you know, it's, it's, in the wintertime, it's so much nicer to just curl up on the couch with extra oh, yeah. sweaters and a blankie and, and turn on the TV I know, and, you're me hot. You have a sweater and on I know, I have a thermal shirt and a sweater. And then another And I have sweater. another sweater. I kept, I took it off when I got here because if I get cold, then I can put it on. I'll right. get warm again. But right now I'm comfortably warm. And I have, uh, knit pants on and socks and shoes because that's how I dress in the wintertime. You dress the same in the wintertime as you do in the summertime. And, it, and that works for you. But it, it no, not for me. I'm not, I'm not I, I totally don't do that. I've been cold. When I, when I get on the couch and I curl up, I have a, we, each of us have a couple of quilts. Plus I have, I don't know, probably 
uh, half a dozen or more of those little throw uh, blankets, uh-huh. fleece ones, you know, that you get free when every time you do something. And um, and so I'll throw some of those so you're on. you're not blanket poor and you're not coat poor. No, I'm not <laughs> blanket poor. No, I am blanket poor and coat poor. I have too many of both. But um, then you curl all up and everything, and you and then the next thing you know, you're, you're zing away. And so... When when I feel that coming on, I look around the house and go, you know what, that thing is really dusty, and I haven't dusted it in a hundred years. I think I'll dust that today, which is good for me to do because then I I don't know if you, if that's ever happened to you where you dust something and then you see the thing beside it and you go, oh, uh-huh. that's dusty too. I better yeah. dust it, and then you look at the thing beside it, and, you know, and then, and then pr- you before you know it, you've dusted the whole house. And so I do things like that. I would go outside and rake, but it's too fucking cold right now. It's only been in the 30s and 40s this week yeah. for for highs for us and while there are many of you who are experiencing <laughs> many 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 colder degrees than that 40 30s and 40s for, for southern california is a bit, bit on the chilly side yes. so we don't go out and do the yard work That's like we would yes. yeah and and actually i would and have done in the past i would go out and do the yard work uh, even in the cold, as long as the sun's out and the wind isn't blowing. Right. But you you factor in a wind chill that brings you down into the 20s yeah. or teens, and then, uh, no, it's just too damn cold. So I don't do it. Uh, but I do try to keep moving. I think it's important to keep moving. I think in seven years I'll look back on my life and say, I'm glad I kept moving. I'm glad because now I'm still going, you know, because I plan to go until... Well, my aunt lived to be 101. I don't see any reason why I shouldn't. No. And I wouldn't mind living to be 101 as long as I'm able to get around and do things. Right. She only got tired of living when she was couch-bound, so to speak, when she no longer could. And, she, and that was only the last few years of her life. She was a goer, too. Uh, but then eventually she got to the point where she couldn't see well and she couldn't get around too well and, you know, shit like that happens. Right. So I'm... I'm, my plan is to keep me going, mm-hmm. uh, to, I'll go for 101. If I can, if I can hang on to 101 in a somewhat healthy mode, I'll be very happy. But I won't do it unless I lose some pounds, and I know that. I have to lose some pounds. So, I I'm, thinking maybe, um, I'm, I'm starting to maybe walk on the treadmill at the gym that would be good if we can if we can add that to our program mm-hmm. maybe well we gotta get clearance with our well, trainer she had said, she had said she? she would like to see us go to the other part of the gym okay well then once we get clearance from our trainer then we may add that and to it's our it's a lot cheaper to go to the other side than what yeah you pay for the other yeah side. so we can add that maybe in uh january we can talk to her about adding yeah, that um, to our regime as it were i'm not doing the rock climbing wall no, I can't do a rock climbing wall. I can't hang on to anything. I don't have any walk up steps sometimes. I don't have any yeah, no shit. I don't have any um I don't have any strong hands. My thumbs are arthritic and shit. No, I'm not doing a, a rock climbing anything. Um, and I don't want somebody going, um, cracking the whip over me. So I'm no, going to go faster. No. I want to go at my own speed. Yeah, I don't need somebody saying, okay, let's bench press 50 pounds today uh-huh. instead of 30. And I'm like, no, I don't, no, I don't do that. Although weight training is supposed to be useful. We'll work it's supposed to be helpful. But I don't know if this, if the machines take the place of, of weight training in terms of muscle I don't building think or not. So because some people come in there and they use the dumbbells on the machine. And I think that's oh, yeah? helping. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So we could do some dumbbells maybe. I got dumbbells at home, but I won't use them at home. Right. I'm too lazy at home. Yeah, because you have a whole so, gym in your house. I know, practically. Yeah. Yeah. I got a stationary bike and an elliptical machine and, and some. And some dumbbells. But it's just something about doing it at home that just doesn't happen. Right. If I live next door to you, we could do it at your house. Yeah, but we probably wouldn't. We'd find excuses. We'd make jewelry instead. Because because we have committed to each other and to the gym, 
Yes. We go. And, and so that's to me the beauty of it. That's why we started this in the first place is because I knew I wouldn't do it on my own, even, even by making the commitment to the gym, mm-hmm. but by making a commitment to you mm-hmm. and you and making it to bad me, when I have to then, because of well, that's okay. But, but when, when we each make the commitment to each other and to the gym, uh-huh. then it's like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to the gym. We have to pull ourselves I'm just together, going, and we have just to go into the gym. Yeah. Going to the gym. Then we can leave. We feel better. Yeah, and it's and it yeah, you know, thirteen minutes. What is it? It takes, it takes longer. longer to get there than it does uh-huh. to do it. Because Sadie comes and picks me up from her house, then we go to the gym. So even even or when add walking on the treadmill mm-hmm. into the mix, it's still probably not going to take all that much mm-hmm. time. To do it, you know. So, yeah, I think it would be a good idea for us to do that. And then, of course, there is the other thing, and then I need to cut back on what I eat because I am a bread freak. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort I can't of. Do what our trainer does? She only has bread during holidays. Oh fuck no! I can't no, do that. I can't do I'm, that. I'm no. I, I don't have that good self will. I, I actually have done in the past. I've done the 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 no carb diet, and and I've lost successfully. I lost a lot of weight on it and stuff like that, but. Um, not anymore. I just can't get motivated to do it anymore. So my best hope is to just cut back on how much I eat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, again, I eat a pretty sensible rounded diet as it is. Veggies, meat, protein, blah, blah, blah. So if that's not enough, then I, I, at this point, I just go, huh, I don't, I don't know. If that's not enough, I just don't almost care. Right. You know, because there's something to be said for the quality of my life. And, uh, while it shouldn't necessarily be, you know, f- eating is a, is a big part of life, you know, it's a big part of everybody's life. Yes. You ask, ask anybody in the food industry and they'll tell you, you know, that's. When people come over, we all gather in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And I know, I understand all about the fuel versus expenditure thing and all that other horse shit. But the fact of the matter is, if, if you can't enjoy your meals, what's the point? Right. You know? I want to eat rice cakes. No, I have eaten rice cakes, and I don't care for them. Now, there's rice cakes and rice cakes, okay? I remember. Yeah, you're talking about the ones that you can pack dishes with. Uh Yeah, no, those, uh, no, I'm not crazy about them. Oh, they're terrific. I'll be doing a lot of that. I have to do that. The end of the year for New Year's, we have a whole Japanese menu that we do, uh, for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. I'll bring you over the ones that I think you'll like. Mm-hmm. Some of them are acquired tastes, uh, and some are not. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them you'll, well, you'll... you did the same thing with me with the Greek yogurt. You just brought me yeah. over just a little bit. Right. And it's right. Well, see, the thing I forgot to mention to you when you eat yogurt is you, you need to think of it as more like sour cream yeah. than pudding. Okay. Right. Cause it, pudding it ain't. Right. Okay. No, no, no. But, uh, but if you're used to eating yogurt with fruit in it all the time, that's kind of how you think of yogurt. Yogurt doesn't really like that. Yogurt is more like, although not as sour, it's more like sour cream than it is like pudding. Yeah, I like you know, sour it's cream not sweet. That Greek yogurt. Like if you take a sip of spoiled milk, how it leaves that taste in the back of the I milk. don't do that ever. I I always sniff milk before I take yeah, a sip. I don't drink milk, though. Never, never have I ever taken a sip of sour milk. It's just that nasty, spoiled. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyhow, I don't, I don't, uh, I really wish Cody would find somewhere else for his Everybody. head. The dog is, is laying on my leg. Nuts. He's just driving me nuts. Uh, thank you. Here, anyway, um, what was I talking about getting used to the taste of something for? Oh, why did I bring that up? I was using yogurt as an example, but I had something else in mind. I don't know now. It's okay, gone. Cody. It's yeah. lost. Lost and gone forever. doesn't matter. Probably wasn't important anyway. You don't think about it at 3 o'clock in the morning. I probably will. <laughs> well, we were talking about cutting bread out of our diets and... Yes. and and stuff like that. And I, I. So the Japanese rice. Oh, that's what we were talking about yeah. was Japanese, uh, New Year's foods. Japanese, um, traditionally, at least that, that's what Ernie's family, my husband's family mm-hmm. told me was that 
traditionally in old Japan and whatnot, they didn't celebrate birthdays on people's birthdays. Because when I first, when I first met my husband, I asked him, once we had been together for a while, I asked him when his parents' birthdays were. Right. And he didn't know. And he was 25 or 6 yeah, years I, old. I don't know your parents' birthdays. And I'm like, birthday. you don't know what your parents' birth dates are? And he goes, no. And I go, what, why? Well, because they celebrate birthdays on New Year's. Everybody celebrates everybody's birthday on New Year's. Okay. So that way you don't have to remember when somebody's <laughs> birthday is, which is convenient. Uh, everybody gets to be a year older that year, that day, I guess. And, um, and there's big celebration, big hoo-ha. It's all, excuse me, it's all good for the new year and good for happy birthday and good for whatever else. So it's and so there's a whole, for everybody. yeah. And so there's a whole lot of festive holiday cooking goes on too. There are certain traditionally eaten foods like, um, in the South, the black eyed peas, um, other places they have other bean. Beans are a big New Year's food in a lot of cultures because a bean represents new growth, new life, and whatever the hell. Uh, in the Japanese culture, at least as far as, again, my husband's family was concerned, their bean of choice for the New Year's was what they call prepared black bean. comes in a little can, and it's black beans mm-hmm. in a nice, yummy, sweet, kind of like, sauce that you would like if you open a can of pork and beans for example they're in a sort of a sweet sauce this is a different flavor but yeah like that and then it also has a little bit of what's called kombu which is a type of seaweed little tiny pieces of it in there um and and it's um it's been in there so long so it's not crispy or anything it's it's like uh no it's kind of sort of like Pickled, okay. more or less. Uh, and then uh, also chestnut is in there. Okay. Pieces of chestnut. Not a lot, but a little bit. So that's one thing. We always have prepared black bean for New that? Year's. You just eat it as or with crackers? Cold. Cold. Okay. No, no, crackers? No, no. You just eat it with a spoon. Okay. Um, and I love black bean. Oh, so good. Anyway, um, and then I make um, uh, agi sushi. Mm-hmm. Okay, agi sushi is, um, how do I describe it? Okay, sushi, for one, is not what a lot of people think sushi is. Sushi is the rice that the fish gets put on, right. okay? The fish can be either steamed or broiled like eel or shrimp or one of those, or it can be raw, and when it's raw, it's called sashimi, Okay. Sashimi on sushi is what people call sushi. They go to a sushi bar and they, and it says kinds of sushi we have. And it'll be, uh, broiled eel. It'll be shrimp. It'll be, um, ahi tuna or whatever. And it'll come little pieces of that specific meat on the sushi, uh, egg shaped hunk of rice. And the rice is actually it's cooked rice with, um, I use a mix, which mama used. It's a dry mix, powdered. It's, it's, uh, the, the sushi, oh God, how do I describe this? The stuff that you would put in the rice to make it sushi rice, it's, well, it's already sticky because you, 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 okay, back up. <laughs> Japanese rice is Calrose rice, not long grain rice, not, uh, what's that rice you use? Minute rice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Calrose. Calrose is a species, as it were, of rice. And when you cook it, it comes out sticky. It's gummy. Uh, sort of, and it sticks to itself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the white people make a big deal about the, the granules of rice separating. You know, that's like a whole right. big, I don't know why, but they do. Um, anyhow. It's not fluffy. Yeah. Japanese rice is sticky. Okay. And it's very convenient, actually, especially if you're eating with hashi, uh, chopsticks, because it, you, it. you, you get a blob of, you get a blob of it. I can eat a grain of rice with hashi, but I don't, as a rule, because I don't have to. Anyhow, you put this 
Five minutes? Oh, God. Okay. When you put this stuff in the rice while it's hot, you stir it all up, you fan it to cool it, and it makes this sweetened sushi rice that you then do anything with. In my case, the Augie sushi was what I was describing. That is little tofu pouches that have been deep fried, and you cook them in, in uh, soy sauce and sugar uh, until it gets all absorbed into them, and then you split them open and make a little pouch out of it, and then you stick the sushi rice in there. So the whole thing is sweet and yummy and good, and they're really good. And I've never given them to a white guy that didn't like them right. because they're just they're really them. good. They're really good. You like them. You them. like them. Uh, they're a lot better than some of the other things. Um, I make another thing called nigiri, which is little rice balls or rice cakes uh, stuffed with salt plum little pieces of plum okay. that are preserved in salt. They're not sweet, but and they're not intended to be. And the rice isn't sweetened or anything. It's just plain rice mm-hmm. out of the rice cooker. And you make them in different shapes. I have little little plastic doodads that I squeeze, put the rice in and squeeze. You can make them by hand, but it's easier to do some plastic doodads. And then uh, you put some of the salt plum in it and and then sometimes I uh, put sesame seed and salt on the outside of it, and they're really good. And then we make chow shu, which is barbecued pork. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got a glaze of ketchup and um, 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 oil and caro syrup mixed together, yeah. and you put that over it and let it cook that way. And it's it's good. So all those foods are pretty well strange names and all that to white folks that aren't used to eating them. Right. But when they get subjected to them, they go, oh, this isn't so bad. This isn't like all nasty and weird or anything like that. It's really good food. But it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. Yeah. I enjoy doing it. So that I'll be doing that for New Year's, and I'll make sure you guys get a little sample platter so you can say, oh, yeah, we like that. We already got the pork. Uh, for the chow shu. We uh-huh. bought that one last time we were at the now, Asian say, store. Next time you make that, can I add some more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll like chow shu. It's really good. I mean, what's to hate? It gets marinated like overnight, uh, in, in this marinade that Ernie makes up, mm-hmm. you know, and then, uh, cooked in the oven, baked in the oven for a while, and it's really good stuff. So, so that's my plan for New Year's. I'm going to be doing that with, uh, a house full pretty much the day before, but I'll just put it all off until the next day and then, you know, it'll, it'll all work. But, um, I don't really know how we got off to Japanese food from where the hell we were. Oh, we were talking about being thin and eating, eating good. Yeah. Rice is not necessarily on the no carb, low carb diet either, but, uh, well, we'll make an exception, and then we'll just not eat for 13 days until our doctor's appointment and <laughs> hope that it doesn't show up and, and or that he'll be kind. So, you know what, Doc? I think your your scale needs to be recalibrated. I think it's time. Yeah, yeah, because I'm sure I weigh 30 or 40 pounds <laughs> less than that. I must, I must at least weigh 30 pounds less than that. Doc, when was the last time that was recalibrated? Yeah, and he's a skinny that. little butt, too, on top of it. I hate that. Hate skinny doctors. Although skinny doctors are actually a little more tolerant than fat ones, I've found. Yeah. Yeah. Fat ones, uh, they like to preach to the choir. Huh. Yeah. Uh, you really need to lose some weight. No shit, Sherlock. In yourself, doc. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You don't so. trust a skinny chef neither. <laughs> well, I don't know. I I don't know too many chefs one way or the other, size wise or in any other way. So I I don't know. But I, I do know that, that doctors can, you know, I've had, I've had doctors come in from having a cigarette and tell me to stop smoking. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Thanks, doc. Yeah. But I don't smoke anymore either. So there you go. So where are we? How are we doing time wise? 8.58. Or 5.58. Minutes? Mm-hmm. Five? No, we no. Have seconds. Nine, ten. We have about two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. Okay, I'm just trying to get. <laughs> I got a number we there. Have one minute. We have five fifty watts. Yeah, 
Yeah, we have a minute. <laughs> okay, well, that's probably time for us to say. We want you to email us, please, if you would. If you like to sit and listen to us prattle about whatever the hell comes into our heads when we sit down, that's pretty much what we do. And uh, if you don't like it, I suppose you won't be listening to this part, so... Okie dokie. But if you are still, if you are still listening and you have any comments, suggestions of topics you'd like us to prattle about or anything else like that, if you, uh, you can email us at, um, here I go, jazomon.com forward slash jazopodcast. She does it because I can't remember. I think that's it. Uh, or easier, go online and uh, call up jazelmon.com and you'll see our webpage. Pick, uh, don't get us started. Click on that and then click down on the comments button there and it'll take you directly to the email, uh, page wherein you can tell us what you think of us. Uh, tell us what episode you listen to if you can you know, pull a number out and I would tell you what number this one is but, but I really don't have know. a clue uh, anyhow um, by the time too because there are titles uh, Lacey's husband titles all of the episodes before he puts them out for yes. publication so you can go by title and if that doesn't work you just tell us what you listened to that you did or didn't like um let us know what you think about our show, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. If if you don't object, we'll read your emails on the on the air. Sorry to say, on the phone, uh, we'll read them on the air and uh, like that. So, um, I guess I guess that's the only necessarily the only two ways to yeah to get a hold of us to email us anyway. Be safe, everybody. We've seen a couple yeah. Of accidents. Yeah, today. yeah, we had had. Uh, there's been a lot of crazy people, crazy people on the road. Uh, keep your purses snugged up under your shoulder and keep your hands on them. Keep your wallets in your shopping or holiday shopping. Don't leave the bags in the back seat for safety. Right, when they can see. Yeah, keep your wallets in your front pockets, Uh men, and your cell phones and anything else that that would easily slip out of a back pocket by uh, a a pocket thief. Um, I forget what they call them. Pickpocket. Pickpocket. and be safe. Yeah. Have a uh, happy holidays time. We still got some more time before our holiday show. Uh, but in the meantime, we, we just want you to enjoy wherever you are. Enjoy your weather and your, your lives and. If it's cold, stay warm. And if it's warm, good on you. Well, <laughs> it is actually, speaking warmer. of good on you, I think it is, uh, summer down in Australia now, isn't it? Um, Getting there, spring or summer. Because they're opposite of us. They're opposite of us. So, hmm, there you go. And we have a listener in Perth. No, that's David and mine. But maybe she listens to us, too, because it's somebody's mother. I've forgotten now. I'm sorry, Mom. But um, uh, anyhow, if if that's you... Hi! (laughs) And if it's not... Hi, hi anyway. Yeah. And wherever you are... And uh, come back and listen to us again next week. Until then, I'm S. Sadie Burbank. And I am Lacey Montoya. And we thank you for joining us on Don't Don't Get Get Us Started. Good night. Good night. Get us started!